Hello to you. Thanks for joining us for the Maleko and Flash podcast. I'm Maleko. What's up? What's up? Flash here. Today is a musical podcast. Uh, our audience of one has become an audience of band. Uh, and we are welcoming our special guest today, the Kings of Spade, ladies and gentlemen. Kings hey. of Spade. Yay. All right. So they're here with us. <laughs> We've also, in honor of having rock stars in the studio, we brought a, a bartender in yes. to the studio because uh, Flash is a horrible bartender. And we like alcohol. And we like alcohol. Quinn, thanks for joining us. What's up, Quinn from Encore? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, he's so serious. (laughs) So serious. That'll change by the end of the show. Period. (laughs) Awesome. So we'll start things off today. Uh, Quinn, you're going to be making us uh, the cocktail of the day. What? What have you uh, What have you prepared for us today? So I'm going to be creating one of our house cocktails. Uh, It's called the Ultra Saloon. We're a mezcal tequila bar, so this cocktail is definitely going to have some a lot of mezcal in it. It's going to be a little bit of lime juice, a lot of bit of mezcal. That is a lot of bit. That was a heavy. That was, that was a full pour. <laughs> and we're going to have a little bit of mixture that we make in house, a little syrup. Is that a standard size jigger? It just—it seems like you. That's a flash size jigger. It is. Yeah. That's oh. what she said. <laughs> so it's smaller than normal. <laughs> <laughs> he is actually making these drinks. Uh. I love that sound. If you guys have never been to Encore, we're on 10 Hotel Street, one of the largest mezcal selections on the island. Right next to uh, Fett on the one side and Manifest on, on the, the other, other side. Got a brick fire right on the other side. What? Amazing pizza. It used to be, actually, you were the first ones on that little strip there. There was like a, a pachinko bar or something next to you. Yeah, we were, uh, it was like, it what was, was that, like, K Kai's? Well, Manifest was actually there first. They were there. Oh, they were yeah. Chinatown Street. No, no, like they're on the <laughs> end of the block. Of the new, of the, of new, the new little the new yeah. section. Yeah. We're one of the one of the newest ones. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Boy, that that went nowhere fast. <laughs> <laughs> How's it taste? Let me get a sip of that. Let me just. There you go. If you've never been to Encore before, uh, Johnny, mm. one of the owners, is oh, that is takes tasty. his uh, mezcal incredibly seriously, and there's. Every mezcal that you could possibly get on island, he has it on island. And a few that you probably aren't supposed to have, he also has. Mostly at our houses. But, yeah, when we first started, it was 24 mezcals on island. Is that, is that liquid smoke in there? Is that? Right. It's just a part of, like, the process. That is, uh, that's what having. makes mezcal mezcal. It has a kind so, of a smoky That is nice. I, like, my whole mouth is numb now. <laughs> That might be something else. <laughs> wow! Is that the cocaine? What's going Whoa. on? What is that? That's weird. I don't. Right. I don't understand that reference. <laughs> All right, so let's get started here. The Kings of Spade. Uh, Kings of Spade are here. There's probably no the in front of the. That's a good a, question. Is, that a, is it the Kings of Spade? Because some bands do it. it and some matter. bands intentionally leave it out. It's not. It's not on anything we've ever written. We've okay. never like the album's not by the Kings of Spade, but. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, so no. So stop saying the, Flash. Idiot. Yeah, you... Mm. <laughs> Should we make the word of the day? <laughs> Cheers. We, we had Guy Hoggy in here the other day, and we said, uh, Guy, what do you want the word of the day to be? And he's like, well, we want to drink a lot, so the word of the day is and. It's like, oh my God. Didn't he... He gave, he gave you some word that no one would ever Pluvial. Say. Pluvial. <laughs> yes. He's like, how about pluvial? Yeah. It's like he literally took it the word of the day. <laughs> right. you know? Did I read his memes out loud? We did. Yeah, we did. We, yeah. we, we, we talked about the memes. Yeah, That's good stuff. We, we definitely. And then while I was furiously googling pluvial because I went to Kaiser, so 
or, or any Hawaii public school. <laughs> All of them, yeah. <laughs> and of course, as soon as he typed in P into his phone, Pornhub Porn popped Hub, up. Right? And it's like, yeah. Damn, wow. ruined it. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's. How about the word of the day is, is kings. What's that? Okay. We'll say that quite a bit today, I sure. imagine. All right, cool. So anytime you hear the word, anybody can ring a noise-making device. Noise-making device. There's maracas. Uh, there's a, a Christmas bell. There's there's a teacher's bell. Um, or you can just make some sort of uh, rude noise with your mouth. Quinn, hit me. That was deli- I already drank all mine. Did you already? Yeah. I'm not kidding. It is, it is a tiny pour. Mm. Well, he did say it was a tiny it flash jigger, so if it it was, was that means it's a tiny pour. Tasty stuff. So what have you guys been up to? Uh, we've been on tour a lot, and then when we're not on tour, we're in uh, in our studio writing songs for our next record. When is that uh, record going to be coming out? We're not sure yet. We're still working on the material. Um, soon, though. Hopefully. Yeah, about two songs shy of wrapping up. Sorry, two right? songs shy of the new one. All right. That's Casey, the lead singer, for those of you that don't know, and Jesse is the lead guitar player. Yeah. And number one douchebag. Yep, number band. one with a bullet. <laughs> Douchebaggery. Your roast master too. You actually did uh, an event that I went to at the apartment three back in the day. Rest in peace. Yeah, uh, no, no one knows that place. No, they, they didn't when it was open either. That's, I that's blocked why it out of my mind. That's why it's not open anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that and he kept, he kept getting us free drinks. I remember yeah. Flash going, "Yeah, they they closed this down because we were getting noise complaints," and I was like. <laughs> I was like, that and no one was ever in there. <laughs> potato, potato, Jesse. Noise complaints that there wasn't any noise. <laughs> uh, are you, um, do you do that professionally? I mean, are you, do you no. do any stand-up? Have you ever, have you ever opened up a room and then just completely destroyed everyone in it? Uh, I have destroyed rooms with my farts. Um, I've never done it with my comedy. What uh, what about with being a rock star in a hotel room, destroying a room? Never done that. That's not cool, man. It's not? <laughs> no. I thought that's part of it. That's Listen, like... the hotel room was actually, hotel room destroying was actually something that was invented by, like, Johnny Cash and Roy Rogers. Because back in the day, they uh, they would drive to all these gigs around the South in, like, a Coupe de Ville, like a, like a Cadillac, the whole band. And then they would just get locked in their hotel rooms by their agents or managers or whatever, until it was time to go play the show. And they were doing all their own driving. And so to stay up, play the show, then drive to wherever, they started taking amphetamines. And uh, so, like, all these guys were, like, big amphetamine pill poppers. And then you get, like, stuck in a hotel room with nothing to do. And uh, so they started destroying the hotel rooms. Not, like, like, like big flashy ways at first. Like, one time they, like, would saw the legs off of the the (laughs) nightstand, but then, like, put it back on. Then when the maid is coming to clean in and she's, she's like, dusting the table and knocks it over. But then, like, one time Johnny Cash cut a hole through. They wanted adjoining rooms with his band. And so he took a fire axe and cut a hole in the wall to get through. Now, I mean, if you're, like, hopped up on amphetamines because you're playing so much shows and driving nonstop, I get it. But if you're just like, yeah, we destroy rooms because that's what we do. Just like, man, do like go write a song, do something productive. That's, I mean, that's what I think. So not a lot of amphetamines in Kings of Spade. Then you I guys didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> oh wait, he said Kings. Of yes, Spade. there you go. You guys are working on new music. You said you, 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 you're between playing shows, and then you, you jump into the studio. Um, yeah. What's the studio experience like? Do you guys lock yourselves into a, a studio for 24 hours and you know order in? You mean when, when we're writing or when we're recording? 
Both. Because we have a studio. <laughs> we have a studio uh, <laughs> where we where we rehearse and where we write songs, and then there's the recording studio where we actually go make the album. And there's two different places. Okay. Um, you want to talk about what the writing process is like? I mean, um, so basically, uh, I'll go in the room, and I'll uh, uh, I'll write a whole bunch of guitar riffs, and then record them on my phone, and then I'll bring them in like when we're all there and uh, play them for everybody. How is that, is that nerve wracking? Playing the riffs for everyone, getting the thumbs up and the thumbs down. Um, Presenting your baby to the room for judgment. No, no it's like getting like a thousands of tiny little kisses um, that tell you. Why is Casey laughing? It's right like, now? <laughs> it's like Kisses, it's, AKA it's, it's daggers. Awful. It sucks. It's, oh my god! It's the worst thing he has to go through because ninety nine point nine percent of his ideas, or I mean, he's the one who brings all all, all the, the ideas. Of the ideas. Yeah. So they pretty much all get shot down, and this goes on for like God, years. genius I, goes unrealized. <laughs> I would love to be there for that and wow. just it's see awful, Jesse man. shot down. Awful. It, it's it's awful. a lot of rejection then. It, yeah. yeah, and you, and you have to be okay with that because four people have to agree that your idea is it's so part of the awesome, process. We're going right. to make it a song. Right, right. But so. but but then when when the stars align and all four people say that's it, right. that's really world. it. Right. Who yeah. is who is the most Simon? Who is the most brutal? Of everyone in the band <laughs> judging Jesse. Yeah. Casey, <laughs> Casey raised her hand. Yeah. <laughs> Casey forgetting there's not video cameras right. in here. Yeah. Casey, this is a podcast. It's not a TV show. <laughs> Don't raise the hand. Talk into the mic. Yeah. Uh, so you just, you, is it just, there's no filter? You just say what it is? Or are you just brutally honest? I'm not known for my filter, but um, I, I have the highest standard level. Okay. But that's so, part of what makes the band good. Like right. you're not approving crap. Exactly. Oh goddammit! <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I, I hate you. So what much will fly right sometimes with everybody else? It has to be a hundred right. times better right. with yeah. me. Yeah. So I'm I'm the hardest to impress. But um, at the same time, I know that I probably wouldn't even be in a band without without him being my guitar player. Like, she doesn't I play any instruments. With, yeah. I, <laughs> really? You don't play anything? Nothing. They, I can't even hold the tambourine on Did you time. take piano That's lessons as a, a kid? You can't, play the, really, you can't play the tambourine. You can't play the tambourine? No. What, is it lack of rhythm? I mean, just a lack of physical... I sing in time, but I can't do a Usually. tambourine in time. I you didn't know I could until really? they told me to stop playing the tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, a... I wanted to, and I tried. I, I even did it at a big show at Kakaaka one time, and they were like, you're not Stop. touching that tambourine again. <laughs> now you know how Jesse feels every time he gets a, sh a song shut down. And you got to stick to what you're good at, you know? Yeah, so so like you, you can't That's walk it. and chew gum at it's the same like, time. Uh, Interesting. It's like Will Ferrell with the cowbell, just uh -huh. like crazy going at it. And it's like, <laughs> explore the space. <laughs> Put the tambourine down. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we gotta. So basically, what'll happen is I'll come in and uh, I'll play the riffs. Sometimes just on my phone, I'll just hold my phone up to like the microphone, and um, and play that. And usually, what I hear most is silence. Then... <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a good indicator? Of, no, of no, nope. That is a terrible indicator. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> and, then uh, and honestly, like it's not fun for anybody because like. I come in with all these riffs, and I've like, and it's an it's an accumulative time of like me going into the band room for like a few days a week, spending like an hour in there, and just trying to like pull stuff out of the air. Excuse me, uh -huh. uh, and um, and then like by the time I bring them in, I've like created them, and I'm like really attached to them. I'm like, oh, these are all great. You and know, everyone's going to love these. Spent a ton of time on all of it. I've taken, yeah. So, but then like, doesn't mean it's all going to fly, but that means I hope it will. <laughs> 
I'm like, I got 12 riffs here. We're going to write 12 new songs. So that the one thing I hear the most is after the silence, Casey actually owns a tumbleweed that she brings in to just roll across the floor. <laughs> As if the silence isn't enough. Let me just rub salt in the wound and yeah. then take a cheese grater to it. Oh, oh man. We have a, in the bedroom, we have a pet cricket that Casey will poke. <laughs> so so, uh, so the, the thing I hear the most is uh, what else you got? That's like. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, kiss of death. I'm like that is brutal. Right. So a riff that you may have spent an hour on, it's just an instant. No, 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 yeah. no, but here's no. But here's the thing: is like there's no way of telling what will ever stick to the wall, uh, and it's just like there's no way of knowing. And when it does, though, it's magic. We all dig it. We go and uh, and then we bust out a song pretty quickly. Okay, yeah. so you've you've now you've chosen the riff. So uh -huh. what would the next step be? You come in with the lyrics. Timmy plays the bass. He's he's usually the Slap first the one. Slapping the bass. <laughs> Timmy's usually over. Timmy! In, right. Timmy's in his corner, usually drunk. Uh, Thanks, Quinn. <laughs> and uh, he'll play along right away. Timmy loves to jam, so if I'm playing a riff, he's he's jamming right away. Maddie, our drummer, he's not gonna even pick up his drumsticks and waste his energy until he sees Casey bobbing her head. He's like, I'm not. Why would I even bother if she doesn't like it? No point. <laughs> So, I mean, like, to be fair, like, uh, Case does have, she's got, like, let's go, let's say her, her filter has the tiniest holes for things to get through. Uh -huh. bar, you could call it a bar that's higher than others. You could say a different opinion. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but either way, but either way, she can't sing to it unless she likes it. There's no, there's no yeah, getting around. Yeah, you gotta around. feel it. You gotta feel it. Yeah. As musicians, if you're like, hey, I'm not feeling this, shut up, play it. Like, you can physically do that. You right. know, you can, like, that's physically possible. So, Maddie can hit the snare drum if he so chooses. Right. He's just not choosing to right. play along. But even if Maddie doesn't like the yeah, song. He can be a picky guy, too. Oh, he's picky. He won't even pick up his drumsticks if he's, he's just like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, but if Casey's over there and she's liking it, he'll start playing along. He's like, all right, we have, we have something we can work on here. So, usually, or the three of us, Maddie, Timmy, and I, will start playing and jamming on something, and then we'll look over, and then Casey's can't see what she's doing this like bobbing her head back and forth she's like doing her m&m from eight mile thing like, <laughs> <laughs> mom spaghetti right yeah, exactly. all right, yeah. So, then, uh, so what she does is she starts uh basically freestyling a cadence words of some kind they, they're nonsensical kind of just point. getting the rhythm getting of the, the, rhythm. the flow yeah mm -hmm. right yeah because there's no lyrics at this point you're starting literally starting with a riff right and then uh, once we have something we like and she's, she's feeling it, and usually, honestly, with us, it's kind of a weird thing. The song usually comes from the intro. A lot of times I'll come in with like, oh, here, here's what I think about a verse and here's what I think about a chorus. It doesn't work like that. You got like, to like rev everybody up to it. So, so you're I... just getting shut down left and right <laughs> in, the, in the process. He has the hardest job in That's the brutal. By <laughs> so, but if you come up with an intro that basically, uh, there's no rhyme or reason to it, but if you come up with an intro that Casey goes, I want to hear what comes next. Then, then we have something, you know. Like, so why would you, instead of starting with riffs, why would you just not come in and play a bunch of intros? Uh, I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a sadist. Yeah. So, uh, a real, just, just that's just not how I write. I don't know. Have Sometimes you ever, I can. Have you ever like gone back to a riff 
Like when you know she, her moods changed, everybody's in a different Ooh, mood. Good question. You know, yeah. Everybody's yes. been smoking a little bit, drinking a little bit, yeah. having a good time, not doing sudden, cocaine. Right. And then you come back and you're like, "Oh, I got something new I just wrote." And this is one you pitched like four times, and you're just like, "What do you think of this?" You know, I would. I've done that a lot. Um, but it's never worked. It's never worked. <laughs> I'm never. Casey's wise. I know. Yeah. I, know. I'm like, I never I'm, forget a horrible I heard, the I heard this crap before. Yeah. A lot of times, <laughs> what happens to us, too, a lot of times is we, we write a song and the whole song's done. And then we're like, all right, sweet, we got a song. And then Casey will come back to the next practice and be like, you know, I listened to it again. Mm. <laughs> I'm just not, not feeling it. And, uh, and I'm like, ah, damn it. And it might be a song that I really like. So then, yeah. like, years down the road, I'll bring it back like, hey, maybe this will work now, you know? Because our, our, our tastes have changed over time, you know? We Apparently used- Casey's having. <laughs> no, honestly, Never honestly, they, they totally have. Before, we were like, we used to write a lot of, like, just straight blues, funk. She used to even rap a lot more on the songs used to write. I remember that, yeah, yeah the, like the first album, sure. But over time, our, our sound has developed into more of like a, a danceable, bluesy rock kind mm-hmm. of feel with a, with, a, with a pulsing beat behind it. So if I think like a song might have a chance, even if, you know, even if I know it could get shot down, I'll still bring it up just because there's no harm in bringing it up. But no, no, it never works. So you've got, you've got uh, the riff, you've got the bass, you've got drums. I should say it has yet to work. <laughs> You, I'm so, not going to stop trying. How long does it take to get some lyrics down to, to turn this actual uh, lyrics, actual lyrics, turning yeah. it into a song? Uh, then what happens? Do you like go off into a room by yourself, or do you just start yeah, I, throwing I, word salad at it until it, it sticks? I take it home. I listen to it in the in the pickup truck, and and then words come. Usually by the next time we practice, I have something to kind of. Does Jesse get to be as harsh of a critic to your lyrics as you are why, to his? Why riffs? would I do that? <laughs> There's no point. That is counterproductive no, no one, at that point. No one. I don't even think they know the lyrics to the songs. I do. Oh my gosh. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I know all the lyrics. Or, yeah. Maybe just. I, definitely the other boys do not. But uh, <laughs> no. if I forget lyrics, yeah, he'll he'll usually know. But the not. other boys don't even know the names to the songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matt's too busy not picking up his drumsticks. He's got other things to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, no, it doesn't take me a lot of time to write lyrics. All right, so you've got a song, you've you've recorded it, you've got some lyrics down, uh, and in the end, uh, hopefully it sounds like this.
That was Kings of Spades on the Maleco and Flash podcast. Uh, that song was called Strange Bird. Yeah. Strange, Strange Bird. Bird. Produced by... Dave Cobb. Okay, He's that a- doesn't matter. No one knows that, but... Oh, yeah, but the ones that do are going to be like, what? Dave Cobb, <laughs> no way! Dave Cobb produced uh, Chris Stapleton. He's the guy that uh, uh, won those Grammys with Chris Stapleton. And he produced this killer rock band called the Rival Sons, yeah. which are huge. Rival Sons is like the closest thing to Led Zeppelin that's currently out there, I feel like. Have you heard of Greta Van Fleet? Yes. Yeah. Actually, uh, Maddie Boy turned me on to, the, to her specifically saying, I know you love Led Zeppelin. You've got to listen to her. Right. You know, and Greta I was Van like, Fleet, oh, my God. First of all, I would say is awesome. Like, they're awesome, awesome, awesome. They do currently sound like Led Zeppelin popped out an egg and Greta Van Fleet came out of it. I'm not mad at that. No, but but they do it well. Like, I listen to their album. I love it. I mean, right. the songs are good. It's like, I would love if Led Zeppelin was 19 right now and busting out new songs. <laughs> um, but Rival Sons originally did sound like them, but their influences are actually truly more like Britpop, like the Zombies and stuff like that. And their their further records, they're more like their last two records especially, have way more of that psychedelic Britpop influence. But they're amazing. How do you... How does... And no offense, but how does local band Kings of Spade get Chris Stapleton and Rival Sons producer to mm. produce this album? Well, he wasn't Chris Stapleton's Grammy Award winning producer at the time. Oh, aha! Yeah. Yeah. Got him before the so, big win. Yeah. So you couldn't get him now. Oh, no, no, we can't. We've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he literally just won a couple more Grammys. He's probably, I would guess his fee is probably over $100,000. Yeah. Oh, at least. He's I would imagine. Just to get it, was it $100,000 grand on. per yeah. Grammy? Something like that? So, so how how is it that you were put I, in touch with him? I Googled to him. So my sister uh, was like, hey, I just heard this cool band on KCRW. I think you would like them. And it was Rival Sons. And they had just put out their first record with Dave Cobb. And at the time, we were finishing up songs for our next record, which was the one that you just we were just playing, and um, and we had a hard time finding like an engineer or producer that could make the sound that we wanted. And I was like, "Oh my God, you guys, you got to listen to this band, Rival Sons. They're awesome." Yeah. And then Casey and I, we don't agree on very much. Uh, we've but, established that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but then um, but I play. I sent her like this YouTube link, and she just texts me back, "Dude, that's the guy we got to get to make the record." And nice. I was like, "Yes, absolutely." So finally, I just, <laughs> Jesse is right. <laughs> so uh, I just I googled him. I was like, "Dave." I, actually, I didn't know his name was Dave Cobb. I just I just googled like Rival Sons record producer, whatever. Found his email through some you know Google searching, and I was like. Hey, we're a band from Hawaii. Here's some of our songs. You want to work with us? Is that, is that your voice? That was at the time. It was <laughs> oh, pre-puberty. Before you hit puberty? Yeah. <laughs> right. It was before the post-production. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, um, he emailed back, surprisingly enough. He's like, yeah, I would totally work with you guys. He's like, here's uh, my manager's email. Talk to him. And the manager was like, yeah, Dave will totally make some songs for you guys. It'll cost bleep amount of dollars. And we were like, <laughs> that's where the email ends. You're like, okay, that was fun. Next yeah. chapter. But we did. Um, Pre-Grammy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so it's affordable. You guys are like, we can do um, this. It was not. I mean, we afforded it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did a Kickstarter. Oh, and we okay. had no idea we were going to get the support that we got off it. And nice. honestly, that was like really big as individuals that had dedicated their lives to this band that like people came out of the woodwork and like 
Got a lot of like big dollar amounts that came in. We had like a lot of other ones, but we're like, oh, we have some fans that have money. Like that's cool. <laughs> and it's um, always nice. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we actually uh, one of our Kickstarter benefit or uh, prizes or whatever you call it rewards was to uh, go and play a show, a private show for you, and somebody like chipped in that amount and had us come play their birthday. Tracy Alcamine. Tracy Alcamine. Yeah. Love nice. you, girl. Yeah. We love Tracy. We'll, we'll she's, never she's forget cool. you. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So now, so he produces your album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he goes on and wins, Chris Stapleton wins like album of the year or whatever. He won album of the year for the CMAs and then country album for the year um, for the Grammys. And then it was that year that he played Tennessee Whiskey on stage with Justin Timberlake and then Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I could be wrong because it's not my genre, but I feel like Chris Stapleton is the hottest guy in country music right now. Without You're attracted to him? <laughs> <laughs> you think he's? <laughs> you think he's the dreamiest? He he is the dreamiest guy. Chris country. Stapleton is the hottest guy in country music right now. So now, he is though. He is now. Not only do you have this hotshot Grammy award-winning producer, yep. you've, apparently you've roped in a, a big-time graphic designer for your next album. Yeah, like sort of serendipitously, uh, the graphic designer. Hold that- on, let me Google that. Serendipitous. Serendipi- yeah. It doesn't mean what you think it means. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, it's, it's, <laughs> So, uh, so um, the um, graphic designer. Thanks. New album. Focus. Before you were rudely interrupted. Right. Before Flash <laughs> pretending that he knew how to type. Um, uh, so yeah, we uh, we have working with this graphic designer who's going to be working on our new art, and he did, coincidentally, Rival Sons and Chris Stapleton. Also, Queens of the Stone Age. Queens Tom of the Petty, Stone Age. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah. You know that like double F shiny Foo Fighters yeah, logo. Yeah, the logo. Yeah, he did that. Wow. Oh. Yeah. How are you guys getting all this stuff? We have this manager type guy who is brilliant. <laughs> it's okay. He's all right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's kind of dorky looking. He's, but, he's got the good hair, though. But he, he's got great hair. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and, uh, and he came in and he was like, hey, you know, uh, I, I've been listening to you guys' music more. And we had known him for a while. And he was like, I think I could, like, I think I could do some things to help you guys. And we were like... We've heard that before from people. We're like, sure, man. Like me. <laughs> yeah, like I Maleko. I don't, yeah. think, <laughs> I don't think you've ever said help to anyone. But, uh, <laughs> unless it was like, can I get some help here? I'm, I'm drunk on the ground. <laughs> Garcon. <laughs> Garcon. <laughs> and, then, and then the lady comes up and she goes, Garcon means boy. And <laughs> anyway, so. So he he just started coming and going. Hey, I think like maybe this would be a good idea for you guys to do this or do that. And he actually just like we just we write songs, you know. And Casey has done the best job that she knows how to do. Casey was a, a, a party promoter before she was in the band, so she would always promote our shows, put them together, and did a really good job with that and like getting our logos together and stuff. But uh, our current manager type fellow has a really professional brain about mm-hmm. band stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean i mean yes yeah yes yeah. yeah i mean he i think he dabbled in like other you know forms of like promotions and stuff but then Possibly. like yeah but then those were just junk he, and he so leaned he just, on his partner a lot i think for that i think he abandoned his partner for better things <laughs> it's uh, a wise decision right. as far as i know smartest movie ever made yeah. so then uh 
Yeah. So then he was like, hey, I Googled, I, I don't know how he found the guy, but he was like, how about this guy? And we we're like, yeah, the guy that did Rival Sons and Queens of the Stone Age. Like, sure, that would uh, be great. And created the Foo Fighters logo. Right. Yeah. And we Iconic were like, at this and then point. And he came back and he was like, hey, I reached out to him and he got back to me. And we we're like, what? <laughs> That's your email voice again. <laughs> right. There it is. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> So you've, got, Dave so, so you've got some amazing, you, you've you partnered up with the right people. Sounds that, like a lot of your ducks that, are, are in a row right now. A team has been formed. Right. Yeah. You've got it. To, seriously, the, the team has been formed now. You've got music. You've got a band that's. Yeah, you that's, could call it music. You've got the band that still loves each other. Um, I mean, for the most part. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. How, 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 how do you stay together? <laughs> By the how way, do we stay hold, together, Jay? <laughs> Listen, Casey, okay, one time, one time. Casey and I, we we never fly together. Uh, we're always like, well, we never travel together because... I don't do but, anything with them on tour. Well, yeah. I was going to say, you guys go on tour to the mainland in Europe all the time. How are you not traveling together? Okay, so I was for- forced in Europe, but otherwise, the, the boys are with the van and the gear, and I... Pay way extra to be by myself. You got your first yeah. class ticket. Hashtag lead singer. <laughs> no, I'm the diva. I see. I'm the singer, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I can't be seen with <laughs> the riffraff of my no, band. No, no. My mohawk needs its own chair. <laughs> <laughs> While these no, plebeians carry in the gear. Let me explain. Let me explain. I can't drink. I can't talk a lot. On can't play tambourine. <laughs> don't drink. Uh, don't smoke. What do you do? They all share the same room, so. One guy will be even sleeping on the floor sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's just not. I'm too old for that. Yeah, we ain't share no beds. And uh, and they some sometimes they smoke cigarettes or other things. Oh, and I, so I can't be around the cigarette yeah. smoke. So bad for your voice. Yeah. For, so again, for bad for reasons. your voice. Lead singer. Yeah. Gets her <laughs> yeah. own room. So Honestly, once again, lead singer diva. I get my own car, my own so, room, everything. Who, who is the who is the bigger diva? Is oh, it is dude, it Jesse? Did, did you Casey? just listen to that last part yeah. of the conversation? Do you, do you remember I, who approves all this all the riffs? Right. I would say, I would say the biggest diva is Casey. The biggest baby is me. How does Matt, who never picks up a drumstick, where where does he fall into that? The role? laziest, laziest. But okay, but when that guy eventually like. When he does say something or choose to bring something to the table, it's always like poignant and well timed. He's, okay. he's also a fantastic drummer. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> that right. should have been the word of the day. The word of the day should have been meh. <laughs> A lot of shade in today's episode <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> Just a big F you to everybody. Honestly, <laughs> I did it on my own. <laughs> yeah. No, That's how we work as a band. All we do is cut each other down 24-7. Yeah. Oh, my in, God. In a joking way. Yeah. When you, sure, when you have, joking. When you have two of us together, it's one thing. When you put one more in the room, it becomes like... <laughs> Who's going to be the one that gets crapped on? Oh, my gosh. But honestly. It's always uh, Jesse from the sound of it. Nope. Not always me. Sometimes I'm the one actually doing something right. Not often. but <laughs> Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. It's just that everybody, everybody, like, everybody holds different roles in the band. Maddie is the best driver. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's important when That's you're going on tour across country. Important, super yeah. important. And, uh, and uh, he's the one who's like, listen, they're... I could enter into this argument, but I'm just going to let him work it out. Mm-hmm. And when like he really feels like something needs to be said, he'll come out and say it. And when he does, we all actually, listen. We all he listen. Never talks. Right. So if he does say something, it holds a lot of weight. Right. And drumming-wise, he drums kind of like, in my opinion, he drums like Keith Moon. Like, 
He, he it's drums. a huge statement. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not saying it lightly. I love the way the guy drums. I love to bust his balls on a nonstop basis. But he's one of my favorite drummers that I know of. Um, he plays like he he plays the drums like he's singing. Like he's listening to the guitar riff. He's listening to the vocals. And he plays with that. He doesn't just play a straight beat, which maybe maybe sometimes you want a drummer to just play the straight beat. But that's not what he does. And he has his own swagger to it. And uh, honestly, I saw this kid play drums. He was 19 years old. He was not great, but he had something in him. And it was, it was at Anna Banana's open mic. I was playing. Casey was there. And I was like, dude, look at this little chubby Asian kid over here. And he was chubby back then. And Casey was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> he's chubby. Casey being ca- classic no, Casey. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> but then I was like, no, no, no. I really like – Maddie has this natural – rhythm in him and it really comes through in his drumming and and although he can't play guitar or bass when we're writing the song if i don't know where the song is going next i immediately look at him and i'm like what should we do here should we break should we go up should we go down what's up and then he he always has he always has the right idea he has an inherent feel for a song structure agreed in other words which yeah. is kind of what you want from the, the drummer i mean right. kind of leading the charge so biggest diva casey yeah, for sure. Biggest now, baby, you. Biggest, biggest baby, me. <laughs> I will, I will throw a tantrum. Oh really? man, he's a tantrum thrower in his yeah. overage. Wow, yeah. I, I don't understand it, but I, he still breaks things. Well, what kind of things? What kind of things set you off? Uh, my riffs getting not listened to. No, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like that's your whole life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my life, Maleko. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. It's like no, Maleko uh, and his marriage. <laughs> Same. That's it. Just um, get used to it. So, uh, I don't know. Like. Um, Honestly, uh, for, for me personally, I, I consider myself a really open-minded guy, and I like to listen to other people's ideas, and I like people to be open to other ideas. And when someone just says, no, I don't like that, that's the end of that conversation, then I'm triggered. And I don't, I don't like the way I act when that happens. I actually try not to drink at band practice because uh, my drunk personality is a horrible person, much like Flash, but just on a much lower <laughs> yeah. level. Like, Flash you know, is like that 24-7. He's the worst. worst. Oh, the my worst! God. <laughs> so... Uh, um, but yeah, like, uh, and I, I, I would like to think I've gotten better as I get older. Um, and also the band has, <laughs> I mean, I don't, Casey's expression, right? <laughs> I, I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's expressions are priceless. I haven't punched a wall in over two years, oh, but you well, did punch one at the Republic. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So I was, uh, <laughs> So it was at our, our one Motown uh, Valentine's Day thing that we throw. An annual and, party right, that you do at the at, Republic, at every, Republic. Mo- every Valentine's and, Day. And again, to Casey's credit, all under her steam, her whole brainchild, that thing. I mean, we, we all come together as a group and do it, but it's, I mean, she's the one that like pulls it all together. Real quick, explain what the Motown thing is for the people that don't know. Um, so Flash is wondering what Motown is for those of you who. <laughs> That's great. That's great. We'll just we'll just take a all break right. from this podcast. Just <laughs> right. a musical no, but she gets all the local the female man. singers, and I mean, right. So uh, so Casey was raised on Motown music. It's it's uh, the music that really inspires her. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn on no, that no, one. Go ahead, man. And uh, she one and she one time just was like talking to Yoza, I think, and they were like, "Hey, let's do a Motown tribute concert," and they put together a big. Motown band with a horn section and backup singers and the whole thing and put together like a nice set list of songs and have a different singer come up and do each one. Nice. But not just a different singer. I mean, this is every female singer of note 
on and Oahu. Males. Yeah. And like the top That's males. That's males too. It's token males. Token yeah. males. <laughs> token males. But yeah, a lot of females. Yeah, a lot yeah. of females. Marianne Ito, Paula Fuga, yeah. um, other people with names. <laughs> 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 so, uh, <laughs> man, these drinks, uh, let me tell you. Kegs. So, Kegs. So, all right. So we had this Motown show and- and I'm not great at like organizing that stuff, but I like being helpful. So I'm always like, how can I help? What can I do? And I don't always do everything perfectly. So I may I mess up a lot and then I get yelled at a lot for it. And then like by the end of the show, I'm like, I can't get yelled at anymore. And then I look over at Maddie and Timmy, who smartly are just staying out of everything, not getting involved. Not taking any responsibility. Sounds like Maddie's mo is right. he's learned to just they're just let they're, you two fight it out. They're and- just drinking and having a good time. I go down to the green room and I'm like, I just gotten out of having some stupid argument with Casey. It was probably unnecessary and it was probably just like a miscommunication of some kind. Ooh, we almost fist fought on that. Ooh. One. Oh, we, I almost. We, oh, yeah. we were so mad. I My money's know. on Casey for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of. I, I think we like butt, like we physically butt we bumped chest. Yeah. Oh, chest. Well, because because oh. it was loud in there and we were trying to hear man. each other. Oh. It was. <laughs> is that what is that oh, what you yeah, is well, that what it is? Okay. I mean, yeah, the sure. environment can 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 do yeah. that stuff. So I remember what it was. No, I'm definitely putting my money on Casey after that. One thousand percent. She didn't mean to hit me. Anyways, so so Casey and I just got in this argument. It was about like bottle service reservations or something. Something that something petty and irrelevant at the end of the day. It wasn't a big deal, but like, but like we tempers were high, you know. And uh, and I go down to the green room, and uh, Maddie and Timmy are down there drinking, and they were like, "Hey Jay, like, well, should we go get our equipment and put in our cars or whatever?" And I was like, "How about?" You just stay down here, and I'll just take care of everything, just like I always poof, do. And I punch the door to the green room in the Republic. Holy passive aggressive. Wow. Not just passive. <laughs> that's, that's just aggressive. Yeah, it yeah, was just no passive aggressive. about that. Yeah. Now, again, that was the last door I punched, uh, and that was like two and a half years ago. Um, was it a clean hole? Did it was get, a good it's, hole. It was a good hole. It's yeah. a good hole. And I was embarrassed That's immediately. What I said. And I actually told Flash, I was like, hey, man, I was changing out of my clothes. I lost my balance. You lied about it? Totally. You... Yeah. I, did, I was embarrassed. I didn't want him to know. And then I was like, but I'll, never mind I'll, my bleeding knuckles. I'll repl- actually, my knuckles were fine. The door was junk. It put it right oh. through it. Well, that's that's really the problem. It's like your, your doors here are stupid. So, actually, it's good. If it was a more solid door, he probably would have broke his hand, which as a guitar player oh. it might be a bad thing. That would have been bad. So, um, so Flash calls me later and he was like, hey, man. Did you punch that door? <laughs> he was like, I'm I'm looking at the size of the hole and the the like the height of it. Yeah. And I'm and him flashing Nancy and about, Drew over here. Yeah. Flashing well, about no, the no. same height. Yeah. Jesse and I are about we're about the same height. We're both about six feet tall. So I figured I, I stuck my hand out and I was like, This is about Jesse's size. <laughs> so, so I was like yeah. And Flash goes, he did like this super dad thing where he goes, I'm not angry you punched the hole. I'm just disappointed you didn't feel like you could tell me. <laughs> and honestly, you know what? Honestly, I didn't care if you knew. I didn't want it getting back to Casey that I had damaged the Republic because she <laughs> would have been. first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about this after. Two years later, <laughs> she's going to get home, mister. <laughs> Statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs>
What's up here in Flash and Maleko's room on here on something, something, something? <laughs> That's it. I'm yep. going to record that and use that all the time. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Anyways, you're listening to Flash and Maleko's room, or you're not. <laughs> What's this button do? Anyways, so that song was called Bottoms Up by Kings of Spade. Drink. Excellent. Is that about like your gay experiences in college? or? <laughs> yeah, you remember those. <laughs> <laughs> You were you know, there. I was like, just. I like turns it around. Like you can't get was, away with anything. He was just too him. shy to get involved because <laughs> Flash was like the kind of guy that would like shower in a board shorts. You know, like I don't want anyone to see my schmeckle. <laughs> I mean, my jigger is very small. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got just enough time for you uh, for a sixty-second roast. <laughs> um, which is of Maleko. Of of well, we'll do thirty seconds each. How no, about that? Well, I think a full minute. Yeah. Okay. So, like, two minutes on you and none on me is cool. It's like your sex life over here. I, I give you forty-five uh, seconds. Let's see like, what well, that's like a, with a thirty-second. So, uh, <laughs> uh, if if you if you would, would do you, are you still going by Shambord? Are we still no Dick Shambord? That's my personal nickname for him. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other story. It's not even worth getting in into. In order for you to call me Dick Shambord, you have to have. Left a giant pile of garbage for me to clean up one day, and you're junketing in your drunken <laughs> oh, rampage. Yeah, I forgot about the whole yeah. full, you oh, are full trash can. Oh, apartment three. I know. Yeah. These days. Yeah. Yeah, you were really he's, an a-hole back then, weren't you? you were, <laughs> uh, says the guy who drank and ate for free. <laughs> I love that. And was possibly doing weird things in the bathroom. Flash has this uncanny I had ability permission. To, like, to act in the most unapprovable ways and still be like loved and accepted as as evidenced by like were your last three guests all his ex-girlfriends <laughs> I don't I mean must have done he must be like a good breaker up or something that is a skill I'm actually pretty good anyway, at anyway so did you guys want to do a roast or I <laughs> Thanks for having us. Hey, wait, we're opening for Hailstorm uh, on Saturday, uh, March 10th, this 10th. this Saturday. I don't know when this is coming out. It's uh, coming out they, today. Do they put this out? Real time, real time, baby. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Today, right. today, or like when it comes out today? Yeah, both. Same. Okay, good. Same right. So they're opening for Hailstorm. Uh, so where can for, we follow you on social media, listen to your music, buy your music? Uh, yes. So social media, look up Kings of Spade. We're Instagram. We're Kings of Spade official. Facebook, backslash, Kings of Spade. Not Kings of Leon. No. Totally different band. No, and you know what? I'm angry at them for copping our style. <clears throat> I do have to say, we we tried to get Kings of Spade to open for Kings of Leon. And <laughs> Not or hard que- enough. Or Queens of Stone Age. I mean, I feel like there's a pattern here. No, so the que- the what Kings of uh, Leon said was, we're not going to have a band with King in the name open for us. Like, if you would have been called just, like, the Spades or whatever, they would have done it. They would have been a ska group from the 90s. They absolutely did not want uh, a band named Kings of Anything to open for Kings of Leon. Which is bull, because we've been on tour for the past three years with Kings X and having a great time. Yeah, totally at the same level. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we just wanted to say to all your listeners, uh, Flash's mom, it's uh, time to take your medicine, and I had a great time the other night. (laughs) Hey, that's it. So if you liked what you heard, 
which, <laughs> which is unlikely, but that's fine. But if you did, tell your friends. Yes. How would I tell my friends? How how does this iHeart app podcast thing work, Maleko? Really, really good. Look up. You see you see those three dots at the top of the screen there on the right? Click that. That's the uh, the okay. share button. Check. Got and it. then you can uh, email it. You can text your friends. You can copy the link. You could post it on social media. Yeah. Just post it on social media. We don't I, want I was, you to text your friends or email them. We want every we want as many people mm-hmm. to know about this as possible. So yeah. don't be shy. And don't forget to follow us on social. I'm at DJ Maleko. I'm at Flashy808. That's Flashy with two E's. Or I guess if you turn the still talking. If like, you turn the push up. notifications on on your on your app, then it will automatically tell you. I'm not listening. That there's I've a new show coming up. Left the room. <laughs> no one cares. 